2: He charged me with resisting arrest. Get
0: that confidence
1: in jail. I object. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Allegedly Bravo, the true crime Bravo reality show podcast. Um, we're both law school graduates. Uh, one of us is an actual licensed attorney. Okay. Um, anyway, we're here and to we're talk. We're not
2: going to tell you. We're not Wait, we're not going to tell you who the licensed attorney is. You have to
1: guess. <laughs> you have to guess. That is that is a good idea. Yeah, w- one of us is a licensed attorney, okay? So, listen up. Um, And in California. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Super good. Here to toot, toot our horns. Okay. So, we're here to talk to you about, obviously, Erica Girardi. This is part two in our Erica Girardi series. In the episode, the previous episode that we released on Thursday, we broke down the housewife and the hustler. We gave a lot of our own opinions about it. Uh, we talked about who who even is Tom Girardi in this world and etc. cetera. Lauren, he's LA Law. <laughs> he's LA Law. Like, hey, I'm LA Law. Hey, guys, it's me, Tom. I'm here from LA Law. <laughs> hey, my name's Tom,
2: you guys. Girardi, you can call me Chad. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me
1: Chad. <laughs> oh, I God. Do, I do like mass torts. <laughs> I like me. Yeah, I'm a plaintiff, Saturna. Here to take down the big corporation. <laughs> Only to become a big corporation that took down millions of and millions of dollars from well deserving and people who needed it. And it was their money.
2: Yeah. So sad. And really the downfall of Tom Girardi and Erica Girardi is so complex. There are so many lawsuits happening at one time. And that's why we're here. We're going to break down each and every one um, kind of walk through each process because, all the different lawsuits that he's dealing with are very unique. Actually, they're not unique. Uh, well, it's not so
1: much that they're unique. They're, like it's unique oh, that it's, it's
2: happening. It's unique that it's happening all at one time. Like there's a conservatorship, exactly. there's a divorce, there's a bankruptcy, there's embezzlement, there's
1: possibly a criminal investigation. Yeah. It's just like gonna be us telling you all about that. Yeah telling you about Tom. (laughs) We're going to tell you all about Tom. Like, I'm not a plaintiff's attorney, but, like, I can tell you about him. Like, L.A. law. (laughs) Well, and we should preface that all of the
2: areas of the law that we're about to talk about, neither one of us, well, actually, Lauren has experience in family law with dissolution, um, but neither one of us are experts in these areas, so we're just, we're hoping to kind of walk everyone through um, the process and give a breakdown in layman's terms.
1: Yeah. Because all of these different topics that we're going to be talking about could happen to anybody. You don't need to be Tom Girardi to get divorced. You don't need to be Tom Girardi to like, you know. Okay.
2: What do you think out of the lawsuits, bankruptcy, divorce, conservatorship, embezzlement, which one do you think you would be subjected to first, like a
1: victim can, or not can, a victim to, but a, a defendant, a name defendant. I would be, someone would be trying to be my conservator for mm. sure. They'd be like, she just sits there and drools and watches TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah,
2: <laughs> well, we're going to break down the conservatorship um, later on in the episode and what it takes to have a diminished capacity and the test that the person has oh, to take and what the okay. doctor, the form that the doctor has to walk through. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was reading through some of those forms and I was agreeing with Tom as to how oh. he was rating his oh, mental capacity.
1: <laughs> oh, great. Red flags are going up everywhere. Everyone <laughs> turned it off. They're like, no. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was like, I think
2: I might be on the spectrum of <laughs> dementia.
1: Yeah. I mean, me too. Sometimes like, I don't even know where I leave things half the time. Like, and also, well, you know what? I still think Tom's a bad man, a bad, bad, bad man. And I have a theory that that conservatorship is fake. Well, I think everything
2: that is surrounding Tom Girardi right now, it's like a total sham except for the fact that he actually stole money from orphans and widows and burn victims.
1: I know it's, it's funny to me. I mean, not funny to me, but I'm curious why we focus on widows and orphans when like, it's not just widows and orphans. Like those are really sad, but there's also a lot of other people running around this planet who like, you know, the poor bladder sling woman, my God, burn victim. It's like, those are the ones we know about. We're going to get into it. Like with okay. the rest of the kind of cases that he worked with, because I knew that he settled multi-million dollar lawsuits, but he also settled billions of dollar lawsuits. So, and to take thirty percent of a billion dollar lawsuit, because that's like of the going rate right of the plaintiff's attorney, um, to take thirty percent of a couple hundred million dollar lawsuits and like two billion dollar lawsuits where'd the money go oh my god that that
2: was my exact thought when i was looking through some of the bankruptcy documents and we're going to talk about the bankruptcy i think on our next episode yeah you guys the amount of bills that man had outstanding and just the fact that like he was purely living on
1: credit he was robbing paul to pay peter or whatever they call i think that's how it is he's robbing peter to pay paul Okay, so we really want to break this down for you guys because here at Allegedly Bravo, we believe and know that knowledge is power. So we're here to empower you. We're here. And part of knowledge isn't like just reciting things. Like we don't want to just recite things to you. Like we want you to understand like what's going on. What's the 411, you know? So we're probably most likely going to just go the route of the gist and not so much the route of the black letter outline of the law. And then, if you guys have questions or like specific things that you want us to go deeper on, DM us, message us on Instagram. Maybe we'll do a clubhouse about it. Maybe we'll do a mini sewed, whatever you guys want. But we want this to be really digestible and fun.
2: Yeah, it's like legal Bravo news for dummies exactly because that's what we are baby that's what we are you know we're not (laughs) we're not experts Mm -mm. we went to law school some of us barely passed whoa
1: (laughs) 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 so do you know which one didn't pass the bar (laughs) spoiler (laughs) it's me (laughs) oh that's funny <laughs> oh see and that's that's what we're here to do is you know it's too you know. hard you guys let's just have fun okay people are too serious lately people are too serious <laughs> people way are way too yeah like, bruh, can... we're not plaintiff's attorneys here but people <laughs> are way too serious we don't do moss torts but <laughs> Like we're here to educate you about, you know, so that it's it's called educated shit talking is what we're bringing to the table. Okay, we're gonna like give you the key words to say in your shit talking sessions Uh so that you it elevates it. Let's bring it to the next level. Yeah,
2: and a part of being an attorney is a creative argument,
1: and that's what we're here.
2: You know, we're here to have a creative, fun conversation and you know don't take it so personally some people we've had some people slip into the dm some people are mad at us some, some people, people are mad at us some people comment some people are mad at us but others partake in our polls One of and them they like it miss
1: leah mob miss leah mob loves a poll
2: she loves a poll we and love who, a leah
1: mob who else didn't somebody else participate in our poll oh Sorry. yeah
2: yeah oh Maybe yeah we're, wrote, listen I,
1: yeah. we're not going to rub it in we're just Getting up there, so get your DMs open now while you can. I mean, we are at two hundred and thirty-four
2: <laughs> followers.
1: I know. Watch out. what Watch is out.
2: Lauren. What's that
1: called? Exponential, exponential growth. growth. We started with one, and yeah. now we're at two hundred and thirty-five. Okay, yeah. so let's get into it. Okay, okay. let's elevate our shit talking. Okay. Let's well, get to the. Let's get to the part. Let's well, the beginning. Okay.
2: Where we're at right now in Beverly Hills, the Tahoe trip, the divorce of it all.
1: So what do you like? Why do you think she filed? Okay. Well, first of all, we have to know who filed, who filed, Mm -hmm. how do you file for divorce? Here's the deal. When you get married, like you do it legally, you know? So there's like a record of it. Some people. But you do it for like the legal record so that like you can get tax benefits and end of life benefits and all this other stuff. It's like that's why you do it. So when you And half of
2: your husband's retirement. And (laughs) half of
1: your husband's retirement, and you know that man's working in tech, baby. And you get that long term marriage ten years. Get a man with a pension, girls. And make it past 10 years. <laughs> make it past 10 years. Okay. So they got married. And then when it's time to break up because you got like all these super great benefits. Well, now the court is back involved and the judge has to get involved. Ugh. No matter what. I don't care if you're Charm Girardi Or Joe Schmo, we're all going through the same process. Okay. So someone has to file a petition for divorce and that's asking the court like, hi, we don't get along anymore. So there are two reasons in California. I'm not going to, I have no idea about anywhere else. I've only worked in California. There are only two reasons why you can get a divorce in California. One is because like you totally like, married someone who is already married and it's like a crime mm-hmm. or like you married a child and now that's another crime or like, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. And then the other reason is irreconcilable differences. Okay. So that's why everybody cites irreconcilable differences. It's not like, yeah, we just can't get along. It's like basically irreconcilable in the eyes of the law means like this, there, there's a complete breakdown here. We Mm -hmm. are not vibing. Mm -hmm. Then the other guy has to file a response. Well, in that petition, something that people keep talking about is that Erica asked Tom for spousal support, but Tom said terminate spousal support. Neither of those pieces of paper, like when you file that petition, you're just telling the court all of the issues like that you're probably going to want to talk about. Like we're going to want to talk about spousal support. We're going to want to talk about our assets. We're going to want to talk about our debts. And then it just kind of opens the door so that like you can settle or God forbid you have to go to hearings. Usually rich people settle. Rich people who really hate each other go to court.
2: Yeah. I was going to say rich people, I think, I mean, it really depends on if
1: you're smart, um, you'll
2: settle. Well, absolutely. If you're smart, you'll settle. But man, people's emotions just get.
1: Uh, and if there's kids involved. Oof. Oh, my
2: gosh. It's the, horrible. The things people do to. To each other.
1: To each other and their children and the situations they put their kids in. It's wild. It is wild. It really is. And um, that's why it's kind of like such a bummer to Whenever. Whenever people get divorced, like it's not so much like, oh, it didn't work out. They were like so cute together. It's like, man, like the shit they're about to do to each other is going to get so nasty. Even when you even when you're amicably breaking up, you can't just like evenly split a 401k. Like sometimes like what if your boyfriend came to the table with a million bucks in his bank account and you came with zero? Like, are Mm -hmm. you going to leave with half of his a million dollars? No, that's what people or somebody with an inheritance or right. So another thing that like, when you marry somebody, there's like three people in the relationship really Mm -hmm. in the eyes of the law, it's, um, spouse one or spouse, a spouse two or spouse B and each of them are separate interests. Mm -hmm. And then when they get married, the third entity forms and it's called the community Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the community starts the day that like you and I get married or whatever.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and then the day that the community ends is the date of separation and all the, the money transactions and the earnings and the taxes paid and the money spent and the cars bought and all that, that happens within that unity becomes community property. Mm -hmm. So that's why Erica gets involved with this bankruptcy stuff, because she's part of that community where all those assets are. And that's why she filed separate property interests in a bunch of like huge assets Mm -hmm. because she's trying to tell the court, like, uh, just so you guys know, these are totally mine only. You can't come from them. They don't belong to the community. They mm-hmm. do not belong to Tom whatsoever. Cause if you're given a gift in a marriage, like that's considered separate property at that point. Yeah. In California. Well, yeah. And
2: I think what you touched on though, with, the amount of money that Tom came into the marriage with the amount of money that accrued throughout their marriage. The fact that Erica's really, I mean, not that there really is any money left, but the uh, Erica, but there's a lot
1: of debt and that's a big problem. But I'm
2: saying that she's entitled, say there was a, say they did have a lot of money at this point. She would be entitled to half of that. She generally be entitled to half of his retirement because they were married for 20 plus years. But In this case, since they don't have money, she's still responsible for all of the debt that has accrued throughout the
1: relationship. And that is what's so scary
2: scary about getting married and your partner can take a credit card out in both of your names Mm -hmm. and just start swiping left and right. We had a family friend who actually, she went to go get a car and she was getting like a new Jetta or something a couple of years ago. And the um, finance guy at Volkswagen was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, there's something going on here. Like yeah, you really aren't qualifying for, you know, to finance your vehicle. She's like, that's impossible. Like I have perfect credit. Well, unbeknownst to her, her spouse had taken out a bunch of credit and she had. Holy no fuck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't tell you how many, like, secret credit cards come mm-hmm. out of the woodwork um, like it's scary life it's- insurance policies like it gets it gets pretty crazy and the more money people have mm-hmm. the bigger risks they take and the less the other spouse knows which is why I can see why people say I don't think Erica knew well I don't believe that I think Erica knew exactly what was going on And I think there was this very purposeful blind eye, kind of like when you know that your boyfriend is about to like pick out the nastiest shirt you've ever seen from the rack. And you just have that blind eye, like, you know, he's going to do it. You know, it's going to make him happy. So you're not going to say anything, but Mm -hmm. with other people's money in Erica's case. We'll be back
2: after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message.
1: A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den.
2: Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you
0: looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't
2: alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing
0: to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life. It's their fight, too. Search for Finding Ruby today.
2: Well, I just have a really hard time believing that she didn't know this was happening. Because like I said on the last episode, she was on Watch What Happens Live in 2019 she was aware that Tom Gerardy was being sued on multiple occasions. I'm sure she was well aware of the amount of bank accounts that they had. I'm sure he had probably a bank account, though, that she didn't know of. But I, she had to have known that the money was going to, to a bunch of separate accounts. She had her own corporation, for God's sakes. And he was depositing money into that, correct?
1: Yeah. Her EJ Global, he deposited just a lump sum of $20, 20 million. million.
2: Yeah. So I, I think she was well aware of what was happening
0: and I think she knew. Yeah. Here, here's the other thing. Oh, 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 go
1: ahead. Okay. This is what I was going to say. Like just from being a mega celebrity with our 230 followers, like, and, and all that, like the amount of, um, people who like DM us and like, we get to chat with and talk to like, Imagine then being Erica Jane, that must be on like a level times a thousand of like people that are going to reach out to you and message you. Like, oh my gosh. if I, if someone, if someone owed me a hundred million dollars and my skin was like not straightening out because I was suffering from burns and your husband wasn't paying me, you bet your ass. I would DM her on every single platform. Like there's no way you wouldn't know. I, I would make a whole Instagram about it. I' you know? surprised I'm surprised she even
2: has an Instagram account right now because I was thinking about that after we watched uh, Housewife and the Hustler." The amount of tags, the amount of DMs, the amount of contact that she was that she had with people, and it, it must have been just
1: insane. insane.
2: And I don't know why she has I don't know why she's keeping social media
1: uh, to make money because she has to yeah. for sen- Savage Fenty.
2: Well, and also to control the narrative
1: because mm-hmm. she
2: could never go off the grid and let people create a story. She has to control the story. She has to control how it's told. Think about the last episode we just watched at Beverly Hills. It's just, it was, she, she's a, she's an actress.
1: Well, let me, so I was like on this guy's Twitter, I think Ronald Richard, I'll yeah. tag him in our bio or whatever. But he, like, has all the documents from this case on his Twitter. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a document that showed that in somebody's settlement payout agreement, they had that before Tom Girardi had in the agreement that before the settlement money could go to a client who mm-hmm. it was owed to, the first payout of Tom's attorney's fees had to be wired to Erica and to... The daughter, his daughter, Erica's or Tom's daughter. I forgot he has kids. Yeah. By like, um, like a 30, it was like a big wire, like a $35,000 wire to each, which in this money, isn't that big, but like for regular people, that's a lot of money.
2: Think about how many, I wonder how many offshore bank accounts he has. I wonder how many bank accounts his children have and how many, safety deposit box they have of just cash that's just sitting oh, there yeah. that's untraceable.
1: Well I
0: they'll, they'll
1: get a they'll get a forensic accountant in there. Oh yeah. That'll be the that forensic accountant is going to cost them so much money. Well, that they not, don't have. So
2: that's my question
1: to you. How do you think they're gonna pay their attorney's fees? They're not all of these attorneys are gonna be working for free. They're gonna be part of bankruptcy finish out process. Yeah. I mean that's the sucky part. Like, I mean, I guess they're getting notoriety. That's why mm-hmm. some, some firms would do it, but okay. So that actually brings me to the notice of withdrawal that I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, cause a lot of people were asking about how, so Erica's attorneys filed that notice of intent to withdraw as attorney, meaning they wanted to like get out of that relationship, uh, with Erica And they wouldn't say why. And they were going to like if the judge wanted to know why, um, because the reason was privileged, attorney, client privileged, the attorney would have to meet in uh, the judge's office, which is called chambers Mm -hmm. with the other attorney. And the three of them opposing counsel, Erica's counsel and the judge would talk in chambers about the reason. But it's other than that, it was. Allegedly, attorney client. Yeah, so a lot of times
2: what happens is when you're on the record, and in this case, it was for a motion to withdraw as counsel, they you can everything has to be recorded when it comes to a court hearing. But there always is an opportunity for counsel to ask the judge, say, Your Honor, is there is it okay if counsel and I approach? And you can approach the bench and then ask to go in chambers to have a conversation off the record. Which happens a lot. It happens all of the time. It's very. This normal. isn't like
1: a very. This isn't a surprise thing. And part no. of the reason why they are why this attorney said, "Um, it's attorney-client privilege," is because of how huge this case is. Like already, just with that one notice, the misinformation that spread like wildfire that the attorney like f- fired her. While that is technically true, like they were trying to fire. Erica, like in every single time we've ever had, in my experience, the firm I worked for had to file a motion like that. Nine times out of 10, it was because the client owed us so much money, money. and they w- weren't even making payments. Yeah. And we would say, you know, it's attorney client privilege because you can't just go and tell the world that this mm. person's broke or whatever. Like that's their finances. So, I bet, you know, they obviously put her on a payment retainer or a payment plan or work something out financially. That's my opinion. And that's why they withdrew it. And they were like, okay, we're fine. We'll work together. Well, there's a scare t- tactic. Yeah. And there's also generally, times,
2: yeah. And there's also times too, where, you know, the attorney's having conversations with the client and the client's having emotional problems or is going through a psychological Like a psychological break where there's medical, you know, you don't want to divulge that sensitive information on the record and you don't want to divulge it in a written declaration that's attached to, you know, your motion to withdraw. Right. And so a lot of times we'll just go to, you know.
1: And you owe it it to to your client not to disparage them on that piece of paper at that moment. (laughs) You have an ethical duty. You kind of have to like not do that. (laughs) You can't, you can't do that. But
2: um, I I wouldn't be surprised if they withdrew their motion to withdraw because they were able to reestablish contact with Erica. They came up with an agreement (laughs) and said, Hey, look, like we will represent you for the next month. And will it help you find counsel that you can afford? Like we'll do the next month pro bono because you also can't up and leave in the middle of a divorce or a proceeding, a proceeding when there's hearings that are ongoing, you
1: can't. Because It's not like Erica could just, I mean, she could like girl power, do you, but Erica Jane could not walk her ass into court and be like, "Uh, hello, your honor. I'm here to divorce that old guy, you know? Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't happen. Um. Really quickly, is it okay if we go back? I wanted to talk about
2: you were. You mentioned that Tom Girardi said, "Hey, look, Erica, you're not getting spousal," and then Erica said, "Hey, Tom, you're not getting spousal support," and both of them also said, "You have to pay my attorney's fees." Is that normal?
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, like, generally, generally, when you're going to file, like initially, if you don't claim it on that first piece of paper that we talked about the petition, if you don't check it off on, you can't really ask for it later. You know, it's like, so check off the things you think you're going to need. Obviously, if your client is not the earning party, like Erica Jane clearly wasn't the earner in Mm -hmm. that relationship. She was the stay at home wife. She's going to want spousal support. So she's saying, yeah, I want it but terminate it as to him, meaning let him pay me, but I'm not going to pay him. That's totally normal. Your attorney should do that for you a thousand percent. And then the flip side is also true. You know, if you're the high earner, you're going to be like, no, we're not going to pay spousal support because we'll just do a lump sum payout Mm -hmm. and we'll waive spousal support. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean?
2: Yeah. Okay. So it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. So what is next most likely for their proceedings? Because she filed a petition in a petition and summons in in November. We're dealing with a lot of backlogged Uh cases because of COVID. So generally what happens after the petition and summons are served? So
1: like, does Tom have to respond? Can he not respond? Tom has to respond. So in California, if you're served with a divorce petition and you don't respond within God, I don't want to get the number wrong. I want to say 30 days. Maybe it's 20. It's
2: it's 30 or 60.
1: Okay. X amount of days. Then um, the filing party, Erica, in this case, could file what's called a default against Tom And if there's a default against Tom, then basically Erica gets whatever Erica asked for the judge Uh off on it. And now it's a enforceable order. So, uh, hey, everybody, if (laughs) you ever get served, always file a response. Oh, my gosh. If you're one of those people that just is like, I'm going to avoid it. And
2: even if you don't
1: know what to do, go to the clerk and ask for some help or something.
2: Yeah. But if you're one of those people that just gets a bill you know, or like a credit bill. You're like, I'm just going to put this over here and I'm going to pretend like it doesn't exist. Never do that with legal issues. No. Never. If you ever receive a petition or summons in the mail, immediately contact an attorney. A lot of times attorneys do free consultations and you can do a 15, 20 minute consultation with a handful of attorneys. They can point you in the right
1: direction. Call, the, of- call your county bar. They'll hook you up with the free consultation for someone.
2: And a lot of courts also have family law services and family law attorneys that work in the courts to assist people.
1: Another hot tip, you guys, if you earn under a certain amount of money, Mm. um, you can ask for a fee waiver when you file a petition. Always ask because so what they deny you, you were going to pay it anyway, uh, you know, or you weren't if they deny it and you weren't, then like I would like ask why. But um, always try, always try.
2: If you because are you, needing it. Yeah. Always
1: try and you could always go before the court and make uh, a plea case. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh also, um, also, whenever you're doing something in the court system, always ask for attorney's fees. Always ask for attorney's fees. Because that means that you can have the other guy pay your bill. Yeah. So that's Only. normal too. Yeah. So family yep. law stuff, 101. So, yep, that's the divorce. And it's going to be fun following the process it's as be, it goes on. It's going to be so long because they have to disclose all their assets and their debts to each other. It's like part of the normal process. Plus, they're getting a forensic accountant to look through all that stuff. I'm telling you what. Uh, I think they're going to have to settle the bankruptcy first. Well, but I think they're going to have to settle the property stuff first because how are they going to know how to pay the bankruptcy This is a knot. This is a tangled knot. I think they're going to have to settle at least the finances of the divorce. I think they'll put it in a marriage settlement agreement and they'll settle all of the debts. They'll distribute the debts and then whatever. properties and end the community relationship. They have to end the community relationship. mm -hmm. So they're probably going to file. We're going to have a lot more filings in this case. I'm seeing... I'm seeing a bifurcation in your future. I'm seeing all kinds of things. <laughs> like there's just so much. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna really, be really so fun, fun, you guys.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be so funny. It's so fun and <laughs> juicy.
1: So what the heck's a conservatorship?
2: Oh god. You guys, you know, I really feel like conservatorships have just been had a, having a moment in the media. They are having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> They're really having a moment. So there's a couple different types of conservatorships. Mm-hmm. I think the most popular conservatorship is a general conservatorship or a limited conservatorship and that's what, you know, Britney Spears has going. Uh-huh. And it's the general one where there's like a a serious mental impairment. Uh-huh. Um So really what a conservatorship is, so what happens is the, a judge goes and appoints a responsible person or an organization to take care of an adult. And generally that person can't care for themselves. They either have a mental capacity, a mental issue, they have a physical handicap. um, But then there's also times where somebody suffers from a severe, severe mental health issue like schizophrenia, manic depressants, multiple personality disorders. And that is called an LPS conservatorship. And that's when the county's involved. Oh, and okay. So that's a, yeah. So we won't really, that was really, really interesting. Cause when I worked in a county cap for county council, that's that the county gets involved. There's a public guardian that's appointed and you have a, still have a right to a trial, but a lot of times like family members aren't the person that the conservatee doesn't have family or friends around them. They don't have somebody who can come in and take care of them and uh, manage their money or anything. And they can't, they don't have the means to put them in a facility. So the County comes in and says, Hey, look, like we're going to take care of this. We are going to have the public guardian take care. And they appoint it. someone.
1: Yeah. Um. Have you ever seen the movie on Netflix called I really care? Yeah. Yes, that's it gives, what I'm saying. Me, that. It gives Cons- me that
2: conservatorships are having a moment. And yeah. so, okay. So the conservator is the person that's going to care for the adult.
1: So that so, would be the Bob girl in the vaping girl in. I really well, love you or whatever. Yeah, so
2: that, well, so the conservator, we're going to use it for in with, in relation to Tom Gerardi. Okay. So the conservator in this case is Robert Tom's brother. The conservatee is the person who's being cared for. So that will be Tom Girardi. Okay.
1: Conservatee.
2: So a, conservatee. So a general conservatorship is for adults who can't take care of themselves, like I said, or their finances. And they oftentimes are
1: elderly people. But in the case of Britney Spears, yes. yeah. Yeah. Sad. So we should sad. talk about that one one day. I know. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then there's limited conservatorships where you have adults with developmental disabilities who can't fully care for themselves. Uh And so they generally, limited conservatorships, they don't need as high of a level of care as a general conservatorship or an LPS, if that makes sense. Okay. So, so then you take a step down. So you have your general conservatorship, limited conservatorship, and then the conservator can either take care and conserve, be in charge of the estate or the person. Okay. So
1: it's like, so. So, finances, money, house, okay. Bank accounts, your state
2: or person. Oh, okay. You know, issuing medication, having really the
1: lady from I Really Care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, that's conservator of an estate. Yes. Because she took all, I'm not going to spoil that movie. Everybody go watch it. Yeah.
2: The end, not great. (sighs) I didn't love the end, but it was weird. So you can't just go and get a conservatorship willy nilly on your own. Like it is what you were talking about with divorces. The court's got to be involved. Mm -hmm. The court has to be involved. Why? So why do they care who's in charge of my wallet? Because the judge has to oversee it. And there's like invest.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby.
2: it's it's an entire process, yeah because the court they're people, like delegating your rights yeah and you don't want somebody just to be taken advantage of I mean
1: it's like elder abuse 101 right so they it's, they're kind of being like this the look the looky lose yeah they're watching over it they're having earrings they're making sure the conservative agrees with it and that, that know, this old lady's not getting ripped off and exactly that she's yeah. really being taken care of and that she really needs it mm-hmm. So, so a conservative person, so that, so in this
2: case, Rob, Tom's brother would be in charge of taking care of him and um, he would be responsible for making sure he has food, clothing, shelter, healthcare, and would even make the medical decisions for Tom if it came to that.
1: Okay. And so then
2: Mm -hmm. Robert would also be in charge of his estate. So that means he handles the conservatee. So Tom's financial
1: matters, like paying bills, collecting his income, doesn't have one. Oh, so if you're the conservator of the person, it wraps the estate in with it? No. Oh, no. okay.
2: So there, in this case, though, Tom, the conservatorship is for
1: both the person and estate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't sound like it, but you think it would. Right. It's like, why am I? I mean, Google it, Lauren. You know. But
2: but I um, yeah. Like I said, not an expert. We're
1: not experts. Like we're we're like, listen to us. We're experts. Don't listen to us. We have no idea. Honestly, I'm here to have fun. I'm I'm only
2: one truly in, you guys. Like, (laughs) but I will say this part's gonna be really fun. I'm gonna pop my next one. Hold on. This part's the blast. This part's a blast. Like, who cares okay. about finances? Who cares? About- right,
1: right. I'm so sorry. About- okay, scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm like, like uh, let me ask another question. Like, who cares about
2: Tom's estate? His person. <laughs>
1: who oh, cares? Okay, his okay. brother
2: Rob. <laughs> okay, so Tom's brother filed for
1: <laughs> the conservatorship. You go. Who cares about Tom's brother? I know, Rob? but. so Tom's Tom's
2: brother so he had to file for the conservatorship right so he Mm -hmm. asked the court hey look his mental capacity is so diminished at this point that we need to issue a temporary conservatorship because their whole premise behind this conservatorship is that Tom suffers from Alzheimer's oh okay that's sad so and so the temporary conservatorship was granted February 2nd with an expiration date of March 30th. They went back and I believe they were able to, I think they granted the permanent one. Mm. And so the best part of this, you guys, is mm-hmm. that in order for the judge to, you know, cause the judge can't just simply take an attorney's word for the fact that somebody has right. a diminished
1: capacity. Right. I mean, be, as we yeah. learned attorneys right. are liars.
2: Yeah, attorneys and liars are liars and guys, they're not that smart. Like I need to break <laughs> it too. I mean exhibit A and B.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're killing me. Today. Like there's there's somebody out there listening who knows more than us who didn't go to law school. <laughs> exactly. But also like like, subscribe, Why give should- us five stars. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I happen on my Trisha Paytas uh, frenemies. So peace and love, you know, peace with and Peace love. and love, peace and with love. Peace, peace it's and not love. that serious. Okay, you guys. This okay. is my favorite. This is my favorite part. Okay. So Tom <laughs> Girardi had to fill out what is called a capacity declaration. Oh. And oh. this, where he had to be analyzed by a doctor, and the doctor <laughs> had to fill out this form under penalty of perjury. and to inform the judge, hey, look, this is how I form this conclusion. This is the diagnosis that he has and this is why he has to be or should be conserved.
1: A real doctor.
2: A real doctor. And you know what? I kind of want to look up a photo of him. I, thought, I meant to do that. But Nathan
1: Lavid, Nathan E. Lavid, Or do you Dave. think it's Levide? Oh lavid I hope it's lavid I kind of like that. Levide. Yeah. He's from the Long Beach area. Mmm. Hmm. Oh, he's all right. I wish I could show you. He's kind of cute. He's like wearing a yellow shirt. And like, he just looks like someone's dad who like, if you like put him in a wetsuit could be kind of hot. Why a wetsuit? Uh, I don't know. That's just like, <laughs> I don't know. That's just the, the first thing that came to my head. Oh, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Like, he <laughs> right? looks like he surfs. Yeah, exactly. That's like, he, you know has, what he, he has a what he wetsuit. Looks like? who? Tony Hawk oh my god he does look like Tony Hawk yeah you're right that's probably wow. also why I said a wetsuit even though Tony Hawk probably well I'm sure Tony Hawk has a wetsuit I'm sure he skated in a suit before you know yeah okay. Tony Hawk's so know. oh sorry 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 <laughs> you
2: know uh Tony Hawk was a total dick to me one time he used really? to be an owner of a company I worked at
1: <laughs> oh
2: my god I kind of want you to share um, didn't was didn't leave me a tip. Wasn't great. Uh, had a really annoying party that was with him, and I asked him a question about, I think something like the bill or like, oh, who do you, who would you like me to get the bill to? And he was offended that I would ask that because he was a part. He was a silent owner in the business, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I work for minimum wage. I don't have a list of silent partners in my back pocket.
1: He he didn't tip you. Hmm. Um, Tony Hawk, if you're out here, whoever is running your life needs to teach you how to tip. Yeah, but, you know, it's 20 percent minimum. okay? and so what that means is you take the first two numbers after the decimal. You move the decimal over one and then you double it. And maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he was grumpy pants, but. I have some
2: other fun stories about him, but they are not podcast worthy. Okay. I mean, they are podcast worthy, but I would prefer not to be named in a lawsuit.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Honestly, I just don't have the time. Don't have the time. Don't have the money. The Instagram polls alone are just like really driving a wedge in my day. Okay. So tell (laughs) me more about this capacity guy. Okay. So you guys, they had to fill out a
2: form which is a judicial council form, which is just a standard form. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, what? <laughs> snooze.
1: Let's <laughs> see. We have to use terms like that. So people start to believe that we actually are. In the Right. Level. We do know what we're doing. We do. <laughs> we're, we're kidding. We actually are smart. Okay, go ahead. So anyways, he filled out this form. And so the purpose of this declaration is to
2: allow the court to determine one, if Tom is able to attend court hearings Two, if Tom (laughs) has the capacity to give informed consent.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just so funny because it's like the number one plaintiff's attorney (laughs) can't go to a hearing.
2: We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Shannon Jimenez-Sassone, a former NYPD misconduct investigator, a podcaster, and a videographer.
1: I'm Nat W. I've been a social worker for a hot minute. Working alongside the police left us with more doubt than encouragement. Uh, We've tried in our career fields to be doers, and it still feels impossible. Is it even possible
2: to work alongside the police and not be part of the police
1: state? Fixing it does start with having the conversations.
2: It's everything that you should know about the police. It's gonna be a hard conversation, but it's a hard topic. Nod and Arc Podcast premieres Tuesday, January seventeenth on all streaming platforms. Like, do you know how hard it probably is for him to pretend that he has Alzheimer's and not understand what's going on in court as from being like one of the biggest Oh my
1: god, I, I just had a moment. Parties. I just had a moment. I just had a moment. I just What raven vision face. Do you remember when somebody, I think it was Teddy, told Erica that she had fake amnesia and she flipped a gasket? Flipped a gasket. Fake amnesia. I'm saying it here. I'm saying it now. Allegedly. Do you think
2: Teddy knew something?
1: Why do you think that I think what I think about the blind item? Well, we both think that. Right. But yeah. I couldn't say why. Well, do again, you don't be, we again, don't want to be.
2: Again, don't want to be sued. But honestly, I don't think Erica's trying to sue anyone right now.
1: Well, Erica can't afford it, honey, and neither can we. No. So, well, yeah. The podcast is called Allegedly Bravo for a reason. You guys, take it yes. with the grain. We're take it with have, the grain. We're, here to, we're here to have fun. Okay. So, fun. um. Wow. Wait, let, me, let me get back to my list. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I'm gonna meet one.
2: Right one, if our you know, Tom, the mass torts plaintiffs' attorney is able to attend his court hearing. Yeah, it will probably sound like Squirt's dad from Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, if Tom has the capacity to give informed consent for medical treatment, and then if Tom's dementia requires him to one be placed in a secured perimeter residential care facility for the elderly. Oh my god! And, two, whether he needs or would benefit from medication for the treatment of major neurocognitive disorders. (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) You know that like Tom was sitting in his chapel in his Pasadena home (laughs) and thought, I'm going to become conserved so that I can pretend like I'm losing my mental, my, my mental capacity is diminishing. (laughs) And then he thought it was a great idea. And like, now he's so deep in it. He can't get out. He can't get out. And I, Feel like he's freaking out don't you
1: he's freaking out he's like okay shit 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 fuck they almost didn't go for the conservatorship what do i do you know he's got a pit for sure yeah i think he i I think he thought it was gonna be so smooth sailing i think he thought he was just gonna like scrounge his little eyebrows together and be like i'm a good guy i'm a good guy kim i love you baby Kim, I know you have a sling on your bladder. I'm a good guy. Don't worry. I had to send I'm Erica to Mechimos. Yeah. Erica got a new ring this weekend. Yeah. Stupid.
2: Uh-huh. Okay. So the attorney or the doctor stated that Tom was, did not have the ability to attend court hearings for the foreseeable future. That was marked on the declare the capacity declaration. Uh-huh. So then we move into the fun, 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 fun,
1: fun part. Oh my God. It gets better.
2: It gets so much better. So there are certain sections in this form. There's alertness and attention, information processing, and thought disorders, where they go through this checklist. Like, have you ever done one of those? Of, I'm trying to think of like what want to survey. What is that? Like a personality test, or oh, even yeah. okay, how this, how this? When you go to therapy, and they're uh, like, are you, it. are you depressed? Um, yes no or no. Depre- no, it's not yes or no. It's like moderate. Oh, uh mild, moderate, moderate. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm having a brain fart. It's okay. So that's, that's what the checklist checklist is about. So they would ask questions. So the first one was the first topic was alertness and attention. They Mm -hmm. asked him a question about his sexual arousal, like levels of arousal. It's like when right now in this
1: doctor's office? None. I was like,
2: is that a fair question to somebody who was 81?
1: No, I don't think so.
2: This is the part that... This is the part
1: that shocked me. Okay. He put moderate impairment. Oh my god. Oh Not my major. Gosh. Oh my god. Moderate. You are such a fucking liar, Camille. And this is that right there is the nail in the fucking coffin. Liar. 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 Okay. That's a lying liar who lies. And then they ask What is your orientation like with regard to? Uh, Wait, he probably put that so that they would be like, oh, yeah, he's for sure demented. We probably (laughs) just fell for a Tom Girardi trap. (laughs) So then the next question was they asked,
2: like, what is your orientation like with regard to people, time, places and situations? So with people in terms of his relationships, he said it's not apparent like uh, any type of disorientation. Um Disorientation with regard to time he marked as moderate um his disorientation with in in certain places he marked as moderate, and then this part was interesting disorientation with regard to situations, like why am I here? Where am I? He put major impairment
1: huh huh
2: it's all I feel like it's all so strategic.
1: oh, a thousand percent
2: every single box they check they know that they're trying it's just supporting his case for competency
1: huh so huh he's like a malinger so he said what is that what's that isn't that how you say it I don't know I never heard that oh my god what did you say malingerer malingerer it's like somebody that fakes or
2: exaggerates a hold on yeah malinger somebody who exaggerates
1: or feigns illness in order to escape due to your work. Wow. Tom, the malinger, Girardi, Tom, the Malingerer Girardi. Wow. That's what,
2: but that's the, that's the thing. So I wonder, I don't know how they do this with conservatorships or maybe they won't do it in the conservatorship, but they might do it in his actual cases where they have Uh, a separate doctor come in and
1: analyze him and do a full workup on him to see if he is in fact a malingerer well they definitely need to get a second opinion because i don't know if surf dad like how do we not know that he's just like not playing so that is tony hawk senior or tony hawk md's getting paid yeah for sure he's getting paid it just
2: I'm just going to tell you guys For my days as a prosecutor, there were specific doctors that the public defenders used specific Mm -hmm. doctors, right? They wouldn't rely on other doctors they had because they knew exactly what they could get out of these doctors. Well, and they knew not, not saying that those doctors were coerced or, or falsified records, but they have, they know what their, they know what their expertise
1: is. is and stuff.
2: Well, they also have a position. And they know what that is and they rely on it and they don't go past, they don't go beyond that because they know they can rely on that doctor
1: to apply in a certain way. So in family law, when like with the forensic accountant, there was a list of approved by the court um, accountants that we Uh could choose from. And then both parties would have to agree unless the court just appointed one. And I'm just saying that if you're Tom Girardi and you already we all know that you paid off or that you like got paid by every single (laughs) one of these judges. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, have your little state bar romance up there like you think that he didn't get in with David Lean or whatever, Nathan Levin. You know what I mean? But we don't, we don't want to tarnish Dr. Labed's no, but, name, but, but I'm but. I'm purpo- what I'm proposing here is not a tarnishment on David's name. What I'm proposing is more of like a, an invitation for everyone to join me to look through this with a lens of a bit of skepticism. Yes. Because that's what we're supposed to do. That's
2: what, that's what you're supposed to do in life. You question And it's things. like,
1: what, what are, why are we here if we're not going to make, ask a question.
2: Right. Okay. Okay. So. Now moving on to information processing. Okay. Oh, God. Next question was short-term memory. Ugh. How do you think he, what do you think he said with regard to short-term memory? Do you think he has limited, no, no impairment, moderate impairment, major impairment?
1: I don't know what the next one is like death. I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, I think that he's moderate. Mm-hmm. mm. No, short-term memory. He says he has major impairment. Are you
2: serious? Uh Uh-huh. He says his long-term memory is moderate and immediate recall is moderate. But short-term memory is a... Think
1: about it, though. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a witness.
2: Well, and he's also... Yes, he doesn't want to be a witness, but he's also going to say, like, when he was making those phone calls to people or when he was telling people about settlements or money or when he was making these decisions to move his money around that his short-term impairment was affected and he doesn't recall or has no recollection of those memories
1: or yeah or whether he did the thing or he didn't yeah. and so they should really believe him that but didn't do it.
2: Okay. S- question though, so your short-term memory, your short-term memory though eventually becomes your long-term memory, right?
1: Um, I think not if you forget it first.
0: Just do you know? do you know I, what I'm, think, I'm saying?
2: Yeah, but I I, I think that your short term memory
1: could eventually turn into your long term memory. Anyways, so. That's a good question to talk about when like we both got a little doobie and a little. Yeah, not like not nachos. Either. No, no. Mm-hmm. but mm. you know. Oh my God, a nacho.
2: Yeah. Oh, you guys, I make the best nachos. It's true learn from the best. okay so the next he said he said that understanding and communication he suffers major impairment huh he has major impairment when he tries to recognize familiar objects or persons so that means that he's having difficulties
1: understanding recognizing erica jane oh my god well honestly these days kind of I mean, he probably can't <laughs> recognize her without her wigs and everything because they all got taken back. So he's he probably all- like, don't recognize her. She's mad at me. Do you think he's having a difficult time understanding the
2: difference between Erica Girardi and Erica James?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's like, oh my god, it's an enigma wrapped in a riddle, it's a and-, <laughs> riddle and cash. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you think he remembers coming up with that tagline for her? <laughs> I know, right? Oh my God, you guys, Today is wild. I feel like Mercury is in fucking retrograde. It is. You know, we were having some technical difficulties before. I had a last minute little work call right before we we're getting record at 445. But now we're Friday. settling in. Settling in. My boyfriend's outside. It's 109 degrees. I told him he has to go take the dogs out because we can eat. Be- we cannot be disturbed.
1: No, we can't. It's important. Yeah.
2: Okay. So next, mm-hmm. this is one of my faves. Okay. <laughs> D- with regard to information processing, his ability to understand and appreciate quantities like simple math.
1: Oh God. I
2: mean, is that a serious question? Like I am a 31 year old, fairly educated woman, and I can barely do The
1: simplest arithmetic. I could not do simple division if you asked me. If you asked me, I would be like, nope. Well, here's the thing, though, about this I can't do math situation. Like, first of all, okay, it's the oldest joke in the book. We can't do math. We're attorneys, not accountants. Okay, exactly. But, like, hire an accountant. Why was I saying this?
2: I don't know. But... With regard to his understanding and appreciating quantities, he said that he has moderate impairment. And all I could think of when I was reading through this was like, same,
1: you know? Yeah, same, same. (laughs) Like, wow, Tom, like you think you're better than us? Yeah. What are you like special? I I don't think think so. Smart. So what? So what? You can't do math? Okay. I think you're gonna love this
2: one. His difficulty understanding or have like reasoning using abstract concepts. He said that he had. Major impairment, which is so funny because that's just like the.
1: Come on. Come on. That's the foundation of the tell- legal. It's like a fundamental part of the legal career is and, abstract and concepts you mean and to, reasoning. Right. You mean to tell me that you settled like billion dollar settlement agreements and you are just like, mm, don't get it at all. Mm-hmm. I have no idea.
2: Then he also said that he has major impairment with planning and organizing and carrying out actions in one of in one's own rational self interest.
1: I mean, have I ever completed a diet? No, I can't do that. What did he put?
2: He said major impairment. So deficits reflected an inability to break complex, complex tasks down into simple steps and carry them out. Like, hello, the average person that suffers from ADHD.
1: Like, right. Take a second, Tom, you're getting old. It's fine but you're not incapable. See, this is what happens to some men. Not like all if, men, but if, some men. I was going to say, if this is Alzheimer's, like if this is, yeah. A oh, lot of see, men beware. No, I've seen Alzheimer's and like that shit's not, terrible. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's not go there. We're here, to have, we're here we're to have fun. fun. We're, we're here to have fun. fun. Okay. Don't be a loser. Oh, big losing loser. Okay.
2: <laughs> so then, of course, he said that with um, reasoning and, uh, logical reasoning, major impairment. He said that severely disorganized thinking he has major impairment. So he has like rambling thoughts, nonsensical, incoherent, nonlinear thinking. Okay. He's so major. he's high. Yeah. I was like, oh, so you're me laying in bed at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're me before coffee. <laughs> yeah. Hallucinations, no impairment. I was like, wow, what's that like? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you don't hallucinate? Delusion. So Demonstrably false belief maintained without or against reason or evidence. He said he has major impairment.
1: How does he know? Because didn't he just say he couldn't fucking remember anything? Mm-hmm. So how sure. do you? How does he so always really forgets? I think he has long term delusions. <laughs> okay, did so someone he, help him fill this out? Yeah, the doctor filled it oh. out for him. <laughs> Stop it.
2: Okay, and then the Ugh. last. The last one is just like not a fair question, especially okay. like if I'm just thinking about a woman, like if this was a woman oh, having no. to answer these capacity questions, like this is not fair because it would have been majeure impairment from the beginning, uh-huh. uncontrollable or intrusive thoughts.
1: <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> what do he put like extra? He put no impairment. Oh, please. No. Yeah. He said no. No, he doesn't have any impairment. He's like, I don't have any intrusive thoughts at all. I guess. I mean, lucky, right? I mean, wow. God, I go to the
2: shower and I have like the most
1: intrusive thoughts. See, you know what? That tells me that he's a total like sociopath. Yeah. Because it's like he doesn't he's not like having the intrusive thoughts of like, oh, my God, like, did I? do X, Y, Z so that I, you know, don't get in trouble for ABC. Cause he just explains his way out of everything. So
2: this part was this part. I want to, I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. So the doctor said that Tom has pervasive, persistent or recurrent emotional state that appears inappropriate in degree to his circumstances that are secondary to his dementia. So they, he's saying his anger, anxiety, fear, panic, and helplessness are moderately inappropriate compared to what they were. So he's suffering from
1: emotional. Wait. Okay. So repeat that slowly. Which, which symptoms anxiety. He's had his anger. So really an easy
2: way of saying it is that his anger, anxiety, fear, panic, and helplessness have been moderately exacerbated.
1: Okay. Because he's going through. Oh, as a result of,
2: well, they're going to say it's secondary. I will. Yeah.
1: Because it's like, okay, first of all, you're old. Yeah. I, I've never been old, but I'm sure I'd have anxiety still. Um, Two, like you're going through a divorce, that'll give you some anger. Uh, Three, everyone's talking shit about you. I'd be pretty mad. Uh, I'd be all of these things if I were in the situation that Tom is in. So, like, okay, weird flex, but Mm -hmm. okay. Well, and
2: the the part that I find, they're basically saying that as a result of his Alzheimer's, he's he's suffering these he's having these persistent or consistent emotional states it's like uh. that no i don't think it's because of your alzheimer's like how you does said, he
1: know if he just forgets oh that's right the doctor's filling it out sorry i yeah. keep forgetting that
2: so I, the the doctor diagnosed him with and said that tom suffers from alzheimer's disease with a late onset i mean i would okay. say so he's 81 uh-huh. And that's where it left off in terms of the capacity declaration. So after the court received that, the court then granted the temporary conservatorship, which then expired March 30th. They just
1: took one doctor's word for it? I think so. I mean, that's really that's a all bummer. I, had, I yeah. mean, that's all I had access to. So we're going to say, yeah. Okay. Well, I think they should have a, a second opinion. They probably did. I don't know. I don't know. I I,
2: I would assume opinion. that the, they would get a second opinion if somebody was trying to contest it. But I don't think there's really anybody trying to contest the fact because he's not he's not arguing. I think the only time you'd really bring in a second opinion, if it was against somebody's will. like the, Yeah. OK, Spears that moment, makes sense. Yeah. You okay.
1: know,
2: a, like a Britney Spears moment. where She's like, wait, yeah. I'm fine. Like, I'm not delusional.
1: Right. So I just court, like my would, eyeliner like this. Yeah,
2: and it would probably be a court-appointed doctor to come in then and analyze. But in this case, since he's not contesting it, I, I, you know, right? Really, really yeah, nothing This,
1: there you go. I mean, what can you know? Well, okay. what can we do? Okay. So
2: this is so the petition for the conservatee.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Tom's attorney filled this out and stated, put a narrative in what in the petition and which is very normal because you want to right. petition to the court you want to provide a declaration mm-hmm. state some your case statement. you want to briefly state your case to the
1: court and to the judge and say hey make look, them this feel is bad mm-hmm. so is it so this is the gospel according to tom this is the gospel according to tom's attorney okay so
2: tom is a renowned trial lawyer for some of the most notable uh. mass tort verdicts in california However, at the age of 81, his current condition has sadly deteriorated to the point where he cannot care for himself without assistance. His short-term memory is severely compromised, and on information and belief, he is often not oriented at date, time, or place, as to date, time, or place. Tom lives alone and cannot care for himself. As a baseline for the least 25 years, Tom employed a housekeeper to help assist him with day-to-day function. For instance, Tom believes he has not purchased his own groceries in years. What? Tom's longtime housekeeper of 25 years is said to quit due to Tom's financial situation and he cannot pay for her any longer. If left to his own devices, it is highly doubtful that Tom could manage most of the activities of daily living for any significant period of time without assistance. And it said that Tom does not understand the dire situation and says that his money situation will clear up next week. So first of all, the comments that he's making, the is making about him not being able to survive, like welcome to every woman's life. Like I mean, any I- woman that's married or is in a long-term relationship knows that any man that you've been with for 10 plus years cannot survive on their own and
1: probably has never stepped foot in a grocery store. i You took the words right out of my mouth.
2: I mean, that's why I'm like, I, I mean, I was literally
1: that I was literally in my head. The quote that came right to mind was behind every successful man is a really strong woman. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, behind every, you know, puppet is a puppeteer. Like what's new? Well, behind every strong woman
2: is a cope. Well, behind every strong woman is a man that hasn't grocery shopped in 25 years. Like, it's not Alzheimer's. It's right. just being a lazy male.
1: It's life, you big dumb fuck. I
2: love how you're like, tr- the attorney's trying to pull at the heartstrings of the judge. Like,
1: oh, you just had can't a,
2: afford her
1: anymore. It's like, what?
2: Like, he's had a housekeeper for 25 years. He hasn't
1: gone to the store. Ugh. He can't function. Like, you I, know what? The things, he, the things you're right are just so important. That's so Write important. it. What did Dorinda say? Write, Write it. it. Regret it. No. Say it. Say it. No, get no. it. Write no. it. Regret it. Yes. Say it. Forget it. Write it. Regret it. Whatever Dorinda said applies here.
2: Yes. Say it. Forget it. Write it. Regret it. <laughs> Maybe he needs Dorinda Medley as an as his attorney.
1: Oh, geez. she couldn't. She would have a heart attack in dealing with yeah. him. You know, he's just a nasty misogynist.
2: Oh, he's such a allegedly, crazy. according to yeah. my
1: shit talking that we're doing right now, our elevated shit talk sesh.
2: So we talked about the temporary conservatorship. And before I said, I didn't know if the permanent one was granted. But actually, as of recent, the judge in L.A. had officially appointed Robert as the permanent conservator of Tom's person and estate, And Tom made a statement. He said, obviously I disagree with the conservatorship altogether and we'll do everything we can to dissolve it as soon as possible. I think we should put together reasons why the conservatorship should be dissolved and then we'll address the court. But right now there's nothing to say to the court,
1: which I did he say that I think in June, like last week. And when did he say he didn't know anything or how to cope
2: before where he didn't oppose it? So he didn't oppose it at the temporary conservatorship, but now he is a. Technically stating his discontent for the permanent conservatorship, which I think is another pawn in his little chess game where he he can't he can't sit back and seem like, yes, this is what I want. He has to do the push and pull. He has to pretend as though it's something he doesn't want. You guys look like almost like there's a um, what would the right word be? where he's like battling with his own thoughts, you know, uh-huh. somebody who's like suffering from Alzheimer's. No, just somebody who's suffering from Alzheimer's oh, like uh-huh. at one point he's on board. And now he's having this, this he's being confronted with it. He's like, no, wait, I don't want this. I think mm-hmm. it's a total
1: ploy. It's a total game like showing us what he wrote. Like, so now yeah. we're kind of like, Oh, well, and then next week he'll be like, uh, I'm Theodore Roosevelt.
2: Yeah. And he'll be like, I don't remember that. Of course I want this conservatorship. They're just <laughs> putting, it's all planned. They're putting out yeah. the seeds into the media and they're planting them so that huh. his, they can, I'm, I'm, I swear they're trying to control their narrative. Yeah. And so again, his attorney said, sadly in a court document submitted, sorry, by Robert, his brother, they claim that Tom's health had sadly deteriorated to the point where he cannot care for himself without assistance. His short-term memory is severely compromised and on information belief, he is often not, oh, we already, that's an old quote. Yeah, so, and then says he's unable to handle his financial affairs and protect his property at present despite serious financial and legal problems. Huh. So TBD on the conservatorship, but man. Well, and also
1: like, don't try to like shock us. Like we didn't know you don't know how to handle money. Like this isn't a new thought. Yeah, Yeah, like that's not Alzheimer's. That's you're a thief and you're not a thief because you have Alzheimer's. You're a thief because you're a thief and you're not a good person.
2: Yeah, like I hate to like, not that I'm a, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think he has
1: Alzheimer's. I think he's a narcissist. And exactly. And if he does have Alzheimer's and we have to issue a correction, I'll do that then. But right now, this is how I feel. And this is my elevated shit talk sash.
0: It's my opinion.
1: Oh yeah, that's my opinion. Well, I think that's all I
2: got today. I think we can touch on bankruptcy next time. Oh, yeah, maybe State Bar because you guys, the bankruptcy of it all is so fun. You see, he had eleven thousand dollars owed to an orchid business, like a a florist and a florist. <laughs> eleven thousand. This man was living. He was living on credit. And I don't I think, understand. Then where did all the money go if he just, wasn't paying anyone? Well, just a little teaser. What I think it happened is I think that Erica wanted to promote her businesses. She really wanted to become a star. So I think he invested all a lot of money, took money out of the trust, and was like, Hey, this will be easy because I know I'm gonna make a quick dollar, you know, on um, off my next client, off the wow. next plaintiff. So I'm gonna take that money out, I'm gonna put it in my wife's account and then the next time we get paid i just keep replenishing that fund but i caught up to him and this is all alleged of course of course of all course, alleged of course. All, all alleged but there are we'll only into, uh allegations here yeah we'll get into the nitty-gritty and i think i'm actually might be an expert on bankruptcy because i did file a bankruptcy in veterans court that one time wow good for you cash yeah
1: have i don't remember any of it but i feel like once i read it oh yeah it's I'll, like riding a bike yeah it's like totally. riding a bike yeah Chapter seven. Yeah. Like definitely know what that is. Yeah. And there's you guys a, will too. I next think week. A, I think there's a couple chapters. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's more than one.
2: Okay. I got to go check out my boyfriend because he's sitting outside. It's 109 and I'm pretty sure he's just turned into a rotisserie chicken out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye guys.
0: Hold up.